I'm Ed Peters, and I welcome you to What's New. We return today to Romans chapter 2, moving on to verses 5 through 11. These verses will cover the second principle put down here in this section by Paul that covers God's judgments. God judges according to truth, and we looked at this principle on our previous study, taken from the opening verses of this chapter. Now we come to the second principle, God judges according to deeds. Here's what Paul writes. But no, you won't listen. And so you are saving up terrible punishment for yourselves because of your stubbornness in refusing to turn from your sin. For there is going to be a coming day of wrath when God will be the just judge of all the world. He will give each one whatever his deeds deserve. He will give eternal life to those who patiently do the will of God, seeking for the unseen glory and honor and eternal life that he offers. But he will terribly punish those who fight against the truth of God and walk in evil ways. God's anger will be poured out upon them. There will be sorrow and suffering for Jews and Gentiles alike who keep on sinning. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who obey him, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. For God treats everyone the same. Immortal, invisible, God only wise, in Blessed, most glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious, thy great name we praise, unresting, unhasting, and silent as light, nor wanting, nor wasting, thou rulest in might, thy justice like Thy soaring above, thy clouds which are fountains of goodness and love. Great Father of glory, pure Father of light, thine angels adore thee, all veiling their sight. All praise we would is not contradicting his continual emphasis in all of his writings, including Romans, that a person is saved not by what he does, but by faith in what Christ does for him. 
Rather, he is discussing the principle of judgment according to deeds. If anyone persists in basing his salvation on good deeds, that is, in living a perfect life, he will receive eternal life. No one can do this, however, but if anyone could, God would give him life since God judges according to what a person does. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Most of us have little trouble understanding how the wrath of God can rest on ungodly, deserving pagans. But we have trouble seeing that that same wrath of God rests on respected, cultured, even religious people. Paul faced these religious, cultured Jews and perhaps the refined, maybe even religious Gentiles. To those, Paul writes chapter 2 of Romans. The good sinners have a tendency to severely and harshly judge the bad sinners. But Paul reminds them that all stand alike under the judgment of God unless they have the righteousness of Christ. Sometimes God appears to delay judgment upon good people. They may therefore conclude that they don't deserve judgment. God must be pleased with them. Not so, said Paul. He writes, So when you, a mere man, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance? God delays judgment because of his kindness his tolerance, his patience. He delayed judgment on the Canaanites for 400 years, giving them time to repent. The fact that God delays should drive men to their knees. God wasn't excusing the good sinners. He was trying to lead them to repentance, to change radically their minds about what was really good and right. God's favor was extended to the Jew and the moral Gentile, not because they were so good, but because he was so gracious. The Jews had missed the point. Man has a tendency to misread God. God was delaying judgment, properly understood. That should induce repentance. As I've mentioned on other programs, repentance does not necessarily signify sorrow for sin or even remorse. It signifies a radical change of mind and consequent direction. The Jews needed to change their mind about Christ. They needed to repent. And God's goodness should lead them to it. But the religious Jews misread God. They concluded that judgment was reserved for the Gentile only. But properly understood, the long-suffering and the goodness and the blessings of God should lead people to repent. God is never partial, favoring one nation over another, and his judgment is always based on truth. Those are two great points that Paul makes here. Now, coming to chapter 2, verses 5 and 11. Here is how Paul continues. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God, 
will give to each person according to what he has done. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, for God does not show favoritism. Far from canceling his wrath toward the so-called good people, God is storing it up for the future. The Jews concluded that since they were not experiencing God's wrath here and now, that they would not experience it in the future either, that the future held only rewards, not punishments. Not so, said God. On the contrary, God was storing up his wrath for a future judgment. That Paul has a hell in mind seems clear. There the degrees of punishment will be determined by what man did here. Judgment there is determined by deeds here. While salvation is never determined by works or deeds, but always by grace through faith, degrees of punishment in hell is determined by works or deeds. These verses, chapter 2, 5 through 11, have sometimes been used by those who emphasize that the good things we do earn for us salvation. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul is not speaking about salvation at all, but about judgment. The Bible is clear, and certainly Paul is, that salvation is always and only by grace through faith. It can never be earned. Good works is the evidence of salvation, never the ground of it. Habitual good conduct doesn't save a person, nor does habitual evil conduct condemn a person. The point Paul wishes to make is that habitual evil conduct reveals the evil condition of the heart. It reveals the fact that saving faith is likely not present and judgment in eternity is called for. On the other hand, habitual good conduct on the part of the one who professes faith in Christ, while that doesn't save him, it reveals the fact that saving faith is likely present. Without faith, it is not possible to please God. Faith that you step out to fall 
It's by faith that the mountains of life are removed, and by faith that you stand in the storm, and by faith you believe, though those clouds hide the sun. Faith, simple faith, like a child. Snow is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.